everyone, you are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. It is Adar. It is time for some parties. I was actually going to wear my Mickey Mouse ears in sequence and sparkles, but uh, for, like to be dressed up, but I couldn't put it over my headset, so... It's okay. <laughs> We're just wearing that. No, no, no dressing up today, but really excited that it's Purim. This is our last show um, before Purim. Uh, and we're actually going to start off with a show, a segment, an interview about Pesach first because people really have a lot of uh, – Pesach takes a long time to prepare and I want to get in like a lot of information about Pesach and there's not enough time to do it. So we're putting uh, – we're having an interview with Douglas Sokoloff about – Pesach right before Purim, right? You got my train of thought there? Okay, let's do that intro that you all know. I think I said that last week too. This is table for two. No, uh, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food all the time. I love food. I love shopping for it, cooking, eating at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a kosher personal chef. I give cooking classes. I run chop competitions. I wrote two books and I've also been to 48 states. I think that's my new badge of honor. Ha! That I wrote two cookbooks, but I wrote, I've been to 48 sets. That's way, 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 way different, but very, very exciting. Um, I hope you'll tune in each week and hear about my exciting uh, cooking adventures, kosher food traveling, and sharing your great food ideas and recipes. But I want to hear about your ex- experiences too. So email, email me, Naomi at Nachum Siegel. You enjoy my uh, fan page on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter a little bit of TikTok, and right here at the Nakam Siegel Network. Um, so if you eat it, share it. That's what I like to say. All right. We have a crazy, amazing show, action-packed, lots of Purim talk. But first up, we need to talk about Pesach. You know, Pesach is my favorite time of the year. One of my favorite Pesach people in the industry is the one and only Douglas Sokolov. Hi, Douglas. Naomi, how are you? Good, good, good. How's it going? We had trouble connecting great. up last week's show, but we've got Okay, you gone now. But here we are. It, it all works. But did I hear in your intro that you said that ZK is dressed as Mickey Mouse today? Is no, no. Correct? I wanted to dress as Mickey Mouse. What's up, ZK? Great to hear from you. <laughs> Long time no see. <laughs> Long time no see. Exactly. Exactly. Um, exactly. Well, Good to be with you today, I want, Naomi. I wanted Douglas to be on the show, but he's very busy making Pesach. He's the only, we can identify with each other. We actually met up for a cup of coffee last week to talk about Pesach. Everyone else is talking about what's in your Shalach Manas and what's in your you were, you, were, you were like the talk, you were like the talk of the town that you were in. Uh, Teaneck. Teaneck. <laughs> Teaneck. Yeah, no, seriously. The the people, oh my gosh, Naomi Nachman was here and she did a chop that, uh, a very Maya successful not. chop. For, Maya not. What, for like a hundred something girls or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was said? great. It was great. I've really been getting through the schools. Not my own kids' school, but we'll talk about that later. But, um, yeah, um, very exciting that you're having you on the show. Talk to me about Pesach. What are you doing this year that's been a little bit different um, than what you've done in the past? So this year, and it's it's actually been going on for, for the past couple of years, and it's a, a business that I run all year, but obviously for young, if it gets much busier. Right, yes, we should uh, mention, called- yeah, we mentioned the fact that you do this all year too. Right, right. So, and, and we'll touch upon that in a minute, but it's a uh, white glove concierge business that obviously over the past few years, private homes have become a very, very popular uh, travel destination uh, for during the year and especially Yantif time. Uh, Florida is uh, very, very popular for people coming uh, from here. Actually, it's funny, people come from all over the place. I have clients actually going from Florida to Orlando. And it's interesting because oh, that's cute. Yeah, they thank, can just drive up. Well, it's but it's not only that. It's you know it's 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 thank God, um, 
you know, families, thank God, are really growing and are, are, are large families. And even though people live in beautiful homes, you can have a gorgeous house, but you can't accommodate 20, 25 people. Maybe for a Shabbos you can, you know, and have people sleeping all over the place. But for a Yontif, um, and and these homes in Florida, not specifically just, you know, re- really Orlando is a huge concentration where these vacation homes um, are just beautiful and they work really, really well for um, the kosher traveler. And it's just a place where, I mean, there's numbers of talking uh, tens, tens and thousands of uh, people that will be down there uh, for Yantif. And it's again, it's not only Yantif that's very, very popular. I know we're speaking about Pesach, but it's all the Yom Tovim. It's winter break. It's Shabbos Hanukkah. It's it's after Tisha B'Av. Every month, it seems like there's something uh, going on in, in Orlando, in Florida. Um, so the business is that people really um, who, who want to be on vacation and don't want to see their... Uh, their mom or their loved one working uh, before, during, and after Yantif. Uh, right, because uh, working and d- d- no, just because I feel like that, like the mum's the brunt. If you go to Orlando house, like what? Wow, that's so exciting! But the mum's stuck doing all the work. Correct. Well, it's not, and again, it's not only Orlando. It's not only Orlando house. Plenty of people go uh, go away and um, to, to, to different places and they realize uh, very late in the game or when they arrive rental houses vacation rental houses are not hotels uh, you don't have the same services of hotels a lot of people make the mistake and it's from from the basic necessities you know you show up in these big gorgeous houses uh, you get one roll of uh, uh, paper towels you get a little thing of dish soap you know and, and these houses and, and you're there with 20 25 people the amount of just Product. I'm not even talking about food. The amount of toilet um, paper on Pesach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's it, it's everything. It's it, it's it's garbage bags. It's plastic forks. It's plastic. No, it, it's everything goes into the numbers of thousands. You know, right. and people don't realize that how much coordination there's there need there is needed to be done of of getting these houses ready for Yontif uh, for those that want it. Listen, there's plenty of people who enjoy going through the whole steps of Yantif and putting Yantif together. Uh, we are there for those that want to be on vacation. And it's from the minute you get down there, we take care of every single thing. You show up, you arrive, everything is set up and ready to go. Just like you would be having Yantif at your house from 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 your, your favorite linen, from your favorite um, conditioners, as I call lotions and potions, <laughs> uh, to, 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 you know, Making sure that you are fully stocked. You know, everybody always says they could always tell one of the houses of my clients. It's because everybody in the neighborhood is going to them before Shabbos or Yontif to borrow things <laughs> of that what they forgot. That's very funny. Um, Good for you, Douglas, that you found this niche of really knowing what people need and getting it done. And I think that's fantastic. Talk to me. How can people find you and reach you? Uh, people can reach me very simply, Instagram, social media, Facebook. Um, all my information is up there, the Douglas Sockloff experience or just Douglas Sockloff. Um, Douglas, and some of our listeners you. do not yep. have social media. Could you have a number that you okay. can share? Yeah, 100%. They can reach out to me, uh, 917-541-1033. Or they could just do a search uh, on any um, search engine. And plenty of information comes up about the Douglas Sockloff experience and Douglas Sockloff and my old claim to fame of Dougies. Uh, yeah, he's the he's the OG. To, he's to, like to, yeah, exactly. Took to your food host, to the new know, to, kosher restaurants and kosher food to a whole new level. ZK, remember those days? 
You still there, CK? I missed them. I missed them. She still. Yeah. My yeah, husband's yeah. favorite food in the uh, world is the wings, Dougie's wings. Yeah, they're still very they're, they're they're still very popular and and still plenty of people. You know, we like to say often imitated, never duplicated. Yeah, and yeah. I still um, like you, Douglas. Like you. Down. Yeah, thank like like you and, uh, and and ZK also, but um, you know we created a very a, a very different type of niche um, for those that are looking to. Uh, go away and have everything taken care of. And, you know, there's also a lot of things that happen while people are away. And again, not only we, we cover the entire United States, um, we do things in California, we do things in Nevada, Arizona. Right. Uh, don't and, and just, who, think, uh, don't only, just think Florida, guys. Think everywhere. Right. And, and Florida is a huge state. You have Orlando, you have Miami, you have Fort Lauderdale, you have Tampa. Tampa is getting to be big. Tampa. I mean, I mean we, we cover the whole country. Fantastic. And... Um, yeah, we do everything that um, but it would you know like for us to take care of. Thank you, Douglas, so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you coming no on the show. I'm glad we finally connected. Um, so you can check, check him out uh, on his social media, or he gave the number earlier on. Thank you so much for joining us. And, and, and Naomi, I can't I can't wait to have you on my podcast. I can't wait to be on your podcast. I love to talk. As much as I love to eat, I yeah, love to okay. talk. <laughs> Poor ZK's laughing. He's like, what is she ever? He's the only guy who's actually forced to listen to me. Right, ZK? <laughs> He's laughing at me. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Douglas. Have a good Shabbos. No problem. Thank you. Happy Have a great Pesach. We'll talk okay. soon. Thank you. Have a good problem. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. All right. Amazing, amazing. He's really a legend in this industry, you know, from his restaurants to... Pesach programs, he really knows his stuff in, in this. Um, we have a really action-packed show, guys. This is just sit back and enjoy the ride. You ready? Buckle up. Next guest, Hoodie Riven in the house. Welcome, Chef Hoodie Riven. Hi, Hood. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. We've been friends for a long time. Very long time, many years. Um, and now we get to finally do some real radio talk today yes. with your charcuterie board. I do remember that for my birthday one year, you sent me like a lamb, bacon, chocolate mousse, pecan pie or something. Yes. <laughs> yes, that? I remember that. I made it for a party and I, I gave you that whole pie. Yeah. And you really liked that because you like yeah. bacon and you like yeah. candied pecans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm not a big sweet tooth person, but yeah. And that was insane. Um Hoodie, your work has been beautiful. I want you and your partner to come on and do a little uh, show with us in a couple that's of weeks. A whole, that's a whole other show. That's a whole other show. But really, this is now we switch from Purim, Pesach back to Purim. Yes. The reverse order of normal because who's normal here? Um, tell us about what charcuterie is. I know I've had different guys explain over the years that have come on the show, but you know, we have new listeners. and so, so charcuterie was really invented as a way of preserving meat for the winter. You know, people would, you know, do – farming during the summer and the you know beginning of fall and then in the winter they had to make sure that they preserved their food for the winter so that's where pickling comes from and that's mm -hmm. where charcuterie so essentially uh they add lots of salt and a little bit of nitrate to meat and that you know what's nitrate Nitrate. We hear the word thrown out a lot. I'm like, ah, it's dangerous. Am I going to die if I die? Okay, there's a lot of misconception. Uh, nitrate is actually one of the ne necessary things you need to live, and your body produces a little bit. And there's talks about natural nitrates, which are made from celery, but the same thing like sugar. Sugar is sugar is sugar. It doesn't matter if it's agave or maple syrup or brown sugar. or It still spikes It's sugar, the... and it does the same thing. So, you know, when people spikes say non-cured, it means it's made with celery uh, nitrates as opposed to 
regular and it's much harder to control how much they're actually putting in. It's all marketing. Um, anything in moderation is good for you and fine. So don't worry about nitrates. They're perfectly uh, healthy as long as you're not, you know, over consuming like anything else. Okay. Um, so, you know, charcuterie used to be made as a way of preserving food for the winter, but now it's a way that, you know, it's just, it's really delicious and it tastes good and it, you know, so people continue those traditions and making charcuterie and doing, you know, obviously in the last couple of years in the kosher scene, charcuterie has really exploded. Um, and yeah, uh, I feel like so many guys are doing this. Um, there's also a lot of people calling like meat that they buy and cook and put on a board charcuterie, but that's not. Right, it's not. That's just a beautiful meat board. Yeah. This is actual. Now, what's the process? So the process you start off with, like you know, trimming your meat from sinew and every, and everything. And there's different types, but like you know, you salt it and cure it for two to three weeks on average. It's not a fast process. It's not a fast process. The quickest process is beef jerky, which is at least 24 hours for me. Um, and then you hang. Is this them. the beef jerky? These are the beef jerkies can, right here. Can you talk while I eat? You can is that talk. Okay? You can eat while I talk. Okay, what am I eating here? While this is the bourbon molasses beef jerky. Okay. Amen. Um, so, you know, it's cured for a few weeks, uh, with the exception of like the duck prosciutto, which takes about three days to cure and then about two to three weeks to, to dry to the right consistency. And then on average, 30 days till you get the right consistency and dryness from your meat. Um, and then, you know, this happens. Um, there are also, like, bacon is also a quick one. It, it's about a week, you know. Really? That's lamb? That's lamb bacon with maple syrup, candied lamb bacon. Is it okay? I was waiting for you to. <laughs> what, you know, my favorites are the duck prosciutto and the veal ones. So this is veal pancetta. I often use it a lot for cooking. Um, it's really great. I'll actually make, like, crisps with it, and I'll do in the summer. Go for it. Do it. It's lamb. I'm Aussie. <laughs> um, I love to do in the summer, like uh, play on uh, melon and um, prosciutto or mm. whatever. So I'll do Very like traditional to that. I'll do a cucumber and cantaloupe um, gazpacho, and then I'll crisp these up and use that as a garnish. Are you killing me? Which is really nice. But this is the one I think you should really try. This is this is a veal loin. So that's like your veal chop. It's cut so paper thin you can like see behind it. You can see my finger through. It depends which way you're watching. For those who are watching on our beautiful YouTube channel. That takes okay. lots of practice. <laughs> um, yeah. This is so soft. Yeah, that's what uh, curing and aging will, will do to it. And again, and then, you know, you have the pickled vegetables and the pickled mustard seed, which I also make all myself. Um, it's insane. One of you know, it's really simple, but one of the amazing things I love to try. Yeah. Here, I'm gonna tell you what to eat. Okay. I mean, what's this one um, that I'm eating? Here? This is I'm the brisola. So that's brisola. like uh, an Italian cured and spiced uh, piece of meat. This is really simple, but it's one of my favorite things to eat. Okay. I'm gonna say pickled something. mustard seed and salami, just like a real classic flavors and that kind of thing. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> I've never identified. ZK's like can't talk. ZK's like bowled over. Last week we got him drunk on boozy ice cream. This week he can't talk because of the the charcuterie. Okay. Okay. Everyone can hear me crunch. You have to talk while I chew. Okay, talk you while you chew. Can't have dead air. 
Okay, I'm not good at that. You got to ask me the right questions to get me going. <laughs> that was delicious. Right, and it's so simple: salami with with a little bit of pickled mustard seed. That's really easy to make. Is it? Can you give us a recipe? I can give you guys a recipe. Not ready now off the top of my head, but I'll okay. give you one and you'll post it in the comments. Okay, great. All right, guys? You ready? <laughs> He's going to share. And you could do this with all kinds of different... You can go... I'll, I'll give you a very general recipe. And it'll be like acid to mustard seed to liquid to salt to whatever. And then you just play with whatever acid you want. You put in whatever okay, liquid you want. You can do like a white wine and, and uh, you know, white wine vinegar. That's What's the it? duck prosciutto. That's okay. also one of my favorites. You gotta eat the fat. That's I gotta the fun. eat the fat. That's okay. There's there's a nice marriage between the meat and the fat. fat. I know, I know. Um, so I have a daughter who hates duck. I'm forbidden to have duck in the house. She doesn't watch my show. <laughs> so Leona, there's duck on the sharpest table. <laughs> she would be, she would run out of the house. That is very okay. mm, that's, mm, that is good. Right. I have to go work out now. This mm. is all healthy. Right. Let's call it that. <laughs> It's all okay. it's so, all protein. So, it's good so, for you. So what haven't I tried yet? Um, I'm not sure. The Griven. The Griven. The Griven you didn't try. Riven from Riven. Yes, Riven Griven. Is that what they call it? <laughs> well, we just I, made guess, it up now? I guess that's how I'm going to start marketing it. Oh, my God. I love okay, that the trick to get really good Griven is to blanch your chicken skins. That renders all the fat and gets rid of all the fat, and you're left with just the skin. And then when you fry it, it gets nice and crispy. This is amazing. Is this the same as this? No, so this is the loin and this is Did the Did I belly. have this yet? You had it, but have another one. Okay. Well, I want to make sure I have everything first. You should try this one, the pancetta. I had it. I picked, no, didn't I? No, you had the lomo. What's this? What's this? That's just salami. That's the one I gave you before with the mustard seed. Not just salami. Here, try okay. this one. Okay. This is the pancetta. Really good. Watch Naomi Nachman eat. Okay. That's a veal belly that's cured, rolled, tied, aged. It's amazing. Thank you, thank you. You know, you know. I think like charcuterie first came on the scene. Who was the one that like? I remember Prime Nash did it. No, I'm not. not I'm not Nash. really sure who I love started Prime Nash. it. It was called the Prime Group. What was it called? David Kolotkin used to do it. Uh, maybe that's very and possible. And then Ari White. Ari White was doing some yeah, stuff too. Yeah, and then it just grew from there. So when I started doing charcuterie, I didn't really know about them. Not to not give them their credit, but you know. I worked at Pardis for a couple years, and we did Pardis. Some, yes. Uh, Linda I did. Strauss and I went there for a meal maybe a few months before it closed. After did he Pesach yell at you? Cooking. No, he didn't yell at us. <laughs> so you didn't have had, the full we experience. Had a 13, <laughs> we had a 13-course, no joke, 13-course tasting. tasting dinner. Right. And Melinda's like, I don't want olives. And I'm like, I'll eat what <laughs> Wendell says I need to eat. <laughs> wow. And you what? That kind of stuff didn't happen when Melinda's I worked there. Melinda's here visiting me again because we're cooking for Pesach. He put the olives on the side for me. He did. Never forget that. All right. This is absolutely I love the lamb. Uh, yeah, the lamb is also one of my favorite, one of my most popular as well. Um, yeah, so I had a party for my brother-in-law. It was my first catering party. Mm -hmm. um, and I made some charcuterie for him. And from there, I just was like, why don't I turn this into a business? And I started when I was living in Brooklyn, out of my basement. I took a $5,000 loan from someone to wow. buy some equipment. And, um, you know, now I do this as one of my side businesses. 
What are the other businesses that you do? What are the other businesses? I do private catering. I do full-on catering. My partner does uh, party planning. So, you know. you got a little bit of everything going on. you got to hustle in today's day and age. Oh, I, One job ain't enough, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about the hustle and doing a lot of things at once. Um, this is really a beautiful board. The, the physical board. I mean, besides the meat being on top of it, the physical board is beautiful. Where would you get it from? Uh, Ikea. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and, and, and can you ship it? Yes, so this one is not on the site, but I have other boards, five other sizes that are on the site now. I'm just trying to figure out the logistics of getting this to the customer because it's a really large board and hard to ship. Um, But, um, you know, I have five other boards that are on my website, uh, ranging from, I think, $40 to $270. Okay. And my boards are pretty much all meat. I don't put a lot of filler in them. What would a filler be? I don't know. Some people put grapes and crackers and whatnot. Yeah. I'm selling you charcuterie. You get everybody charcuterie. can. Everybody, you have a little bit here for decoration. I'm not going to overcharge people for crackers. Everybody has a pack of snackers um, in their closet what? at all times. They get soggy. Yes. They get soggy. Yeah. These are not soggy. This is like. Right. You saw. I even put the uh, gribness on here after I got here. Right. I opened up you... the pack and I put the gribness on because, you know. Cola Cavour, This is really outstanding. Um, don't move. We're going to tie into the meat board. We have the Kagans here. Yeah, you put the headphones on. And we're going to drink and eat charcuterie. Sounds amazing. So I think, usually I try to separate all the interviews, but I feel like you two have a lot to talk about together. I think so too. That we all, like me and my listeners, would like to hear you guys talk. Um, all right, uh, Laby, welcome. Okay, Levy and I met, I meet like people at random places, right? So there's a lot of chop competitions that I do. And at every chop competition, I meet like there's always a bartender there now when it's a a party. Not a bar mitzvah. (laughs) But, um, you know, I was at a party, my friend's birthday party, and they had uh, Levy there uh, with Ricky. You were there at the beginning, his lovely wife, um, making cocktails. I'm like, oh, you've got to come on my show. I've had all the guys on. Because I love cocktails, I love the business, and I feel like it's Erev Purim. The, before next show, right? So it's about five days away at this point. Um, and I think we need to uh, make some cocktails. Also, my daughter Gabby loves whiskey sour. Mm-hmm. And she got me into it. So when we were at the party the other week, you'd made this whiskey sour. It was like nothing I'd ever seen in my life before. So I said, oh, you've got to come on the show. You're very unique. Okay. Oh, you have a microphone now. Are Thank you, you CK. Ricky's got a microphone. <laughs> okay, make sure you get a photo of us. We need photos. Oh, yeah. Okay. So welcome, Ricky and Laby, to the show today. Thank you. Um, how'd you get started, Laby, in this? Um, I got into the wine business about five years ago, just doing tastings. And... I think about two years ago, I started doing a bartending for for actually the guy who hired me for wine tasting, uh, David Babinet. Sure, you've seen David, him. Big, big beard. Wait, no, no. David was in this backyard for my fiftieth birthday <laughs> oh, nice. in the middle of Corona, July of twenty twenty, <laughs> when there was no one doing like you couldn't do anything indoors. I had an outdoor birthday party. So yeah, I, and I, he I started was sh- setting drinks on fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what he likes to do. Um, I started working for him, and then. Not long after, I started uh, going off on my own. It was probably about six months now that we've been doing yeah. it. 
Um, I actually think that this mainly started during Corona. We were very bored, yeah. so we drank a lot. You and the rest of <laughs> right. planet Earth. Isn't it funny how alcohol stores were considered essentials and were allowed to be open? Nobody oh, it's like the Romans. It's what? like the Romans. Feed them, keep them busy, and they won't revolt. Yeah. Keeping the liquor stores was actually a necessity for the government. Yeah, they knew the last from the last time they tried to shut down liquor that that was not going right. to go over well. Prohibition. Yeah. <laughs> um, which really is where the whole cocktail era came from. I mean, I've been into cocktails really since Prohibition. I was a little bit younger. No, yeah, almost. But no, um, my mother's uh, really into like gin-based drinks, so I kind of grew up on that stuff. Um, we have one tonight that today that. Listen, um, I'll be honest. I have yet to actually try it. As really? I'm making it, so it's gonna be fun. I love that, but I do that with my cooking. I make ihood right? right? Like we make something and then we try it later. And you gotta live on the edge. No, also mm. like we know f- what flavors work and the amounts, right? Like for after sure. cooking, yes. for- exactly. I also find when I have something that uh, I didn't plan to w- co- work with, it's that's what gets my creative juices flowing. So throw throw a, a wrench into my plan, and that can help me uh, grow as a cook. I I. I Love it. Some of my some of my best recipes have come from accidents. Also, I didn't mean to make that. I made yeah. that. Wow, this is a winner. Um, okay, so fantastic. Uh, let's try that. You want to try something? Should wanna we try with the gin drink first? We can go with your favorite, the whiskey sour. We can do with whatever you want, um, guys. This is a, a time that you want to watch us on camera today. Okay. Should we, we probably should be standing for this a little bit, though, right? Is okay, you guys can stand. RCK, he's the boss. That's fine. Is that fine? It's not table for two. It's table for ZK. Um, maybe we will need a few more glasses. I was, in, I was really making for you, but we can make extra oh, for display wise. This is what I'm going to be using. Uh, to but he has to drive home. Sour. So you could just make for me and ZK. Yeah, Another one. You want to grab me an extra, extra cup? <laughs> um, yeah. Mel, do you know where my glasses are? Okay, I'm actually going to do this one in the Boston Shaker. Not the Boston Shaker. The regular. So the I like that it's gold. Classic Thanks. drink. Super, super easy, but this is a little bit wait, of a... Wait, wait. Okay, okay, hold on. We're going to get <laughs> no, doing that on This under serious pressure. <laughs> right? <laughs> Okay, yeah. Um, okay, we're going to actually, we, sometimes we do like a little, I haven't done this in, since the studio. We do a little Instagramming while on the show. Here we are recording a live show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We have Laby and Ricky Kagan who are making cocktails. We have Hoodie with his charcuterie board. Um, okay, show them how you flip that. Oh, just a little flip, nothing to it or these. <laughs> okay, that's cool. This is the basics. He has a practice bottle at home. Um, that is it made out of foam? So, no, it's it's not, which is why when it falls on the floor constantly, it's very loud. (laughs) Okay, amazing. (laughs) Okay, no. Okay. I'm going to need the ice if she's... Okay, I'm going to remove the sound from that. Yeah. What's your Instagram? KGN. KGN. I got it. I got it. I just wanted to... Okay, keep going. So, as we discussed, I think first time you had the whiskey sour was that the real trick that I think which isn't really a trick is the egg white did you know there were egg whites in yeah he yes. probably does he knows everything <laughs> I'm not being facetious as far as I'm concerned really it's it's just not the same so it happens to be the one I made the pre-made one you can't really get the egg white in there no. I think it wouldn't translate over <laughs> last a day those are great um, but sure we're going to start with the one where did you find them Okay. Okay. No, because at the end. No, that's fine. Yeah, I just thought they'd be cute. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a great spot. So I'm gonna have to do this on an edge. Melinda, I, I think I have props for you. Do it on the back of your. Yeah, on the back of this thing. From my cookbook. There we go. Give it a little spin. Okay. Have a look what she's doing. Look. Look what he's doing. 
He's grabbing that on camera. He's right. he's. That was a nice. That was a nice break. Finally, that was. Sometimes sometimes yeah. it goes Wait, wrong you know, in you, front of the camera, right? That's Wait, never but good. you should know if you bang two eggs together, only one. Only breaks. one cracks. I've heard. Really? Yeah. yeah. It. Try it. Mm -hmm. if I always do that at a cooking demo. I'm like, look, guys. Okay. Next up, we are going to go with simple syrup. So we're going to do full ounce of simple syrup. This is a two to one simple syrup. I always do two parts sugar, one part water. Right, because why not have more sugar when you? Yeah. Well, you know? also the shelf it makes it shelf stable. This will last. There you go, peeps. There you go. Because I make lemon. mine one to one. Is that fresh lemon? Fresh lemon. How always. You squeeze that yourself. Fresh. So generally, it depends depends on how much I'm making at the time. I will I will I will go out and buy um, fresh squeeze from I think Pomegranate has. There's also the marketplace, and there's a few other short stores that sell fresh squeeze. Okay, because I will never ever use bottled lemon juice in no, my no. cooking. Yeah, that's like an Avera. We've, yeah, we've spent hours. There, we've spent days squeezing lemons. <laughs> I won't lie. Like we we really have. It's two ounces know. of bourbon. I'm actually specifically using this bottle of Old Crow here just to show you that I can use a $15 bourbon and this will be fabulous. Fabulous, exactly. Okay. I've been to Louisville. I had a lot of bourbon in Louisville. Yeah, so <laughs> this is more, when it comes to this to this drink, um, the bourbon really takes a backseat. Um, first, we're doing right away, by the way, is we're okay. shaking this without. He's going ice. like this. It's a different technique. You're not going like this. The reason I'm doing that is because this will pop off because there's no ice in there, so there's no seal. So this is about to pop. What does that mean, no ice, no seal? So what happens is when you put the ice in the shaker, um, it causes the metal to contract and then seal with, it, with itself. So it I don't know everything. So it doesn't <laughs> pop out. You see this is popping and dripping already. You know that I'm looking at you to see if you've heard this before. It's the cool, reason right? I'm doing that. Yeah. Good show. It makes sense. Yeah. It's science. And Should we the, try that again with ice? Napkin. Uh, we're doing it again with ice. The reason you do that without ice first is to get the egg to calcify. And what does calcify really mean? Nice. I was actually supposed to look that up on the way. <laughs> okay, no, because... <laughs> it's, a word I've heard, it. it's a no, word I've heard and never It's know. my uh, questions. <laughs> it's my... Qu I'm here to ask the questions, I right? Like, that. No, I wonder, because I'm assuming I'm if I don't curious. know it, my, my, my listeners don't know yeah. it. I'm going to guess that it has something to but do he's looking with, at that. <laughs> with the aeration of the egg, though, and causes the... But what happens... Hardened by de uh, deposition or... Of, or conversion into calcium carbonate and other calcium. insoluble calcium compounds. Boring. No, no, no. It changes. It changes the. Uh, what he said. It changes the makeup of the. Uh, of the okay, back egg. to back to the alcohol. But really, what it does is it causes waiting on the ice. It causes probably the stabilizes egg. the egg. Yeah, and it causes the foam right? bubbles too. When you do it without um without the ice first, the foam bubbles are much like tighter and more heavy. So, so this is like it ice. seeds the the foam, and then once you add the ice, the foam will continue growing. Exactly, and. It will be a much better texture too. So we like the same reason there. you add sugar to meringue. When right, you're whipping stabilize. The, it helps stabilize it. It helps start. Okay, the so so we both learned something. The food the food people learned from Always. the drink people tonight. There you go. Always learning. Oh, look at that motion. Yeah. Wait, come on, wait. wait. Don't, no, no, we got to get on that. We got to get that on Insta. <laughs> we got more. Okay. See, so you can do one-handed with these two. They seal really nice. You can go like this. You can do like this. You can do whatever you want. You can Move do it over sideways Tom too. Cruise. <laughs> From that yes. movie. Yes. Right? I, know, I love that movie. Great movie. From the 80s from when I was growing up. The okay, problem with that go. movie is that some of those tricks they were doing... Are, are fake? Well, I mean, the amount of alcohol you would spill trying to <laughs> some of those things. Okay. No I alcohol know. was spilled wow, in the making of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny, right? <laughs> I would say harmed, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> no alcohol was harmed. No, yeah, killed, spilt on the floor. Okay. okay, so you see that right there. Look how, how foamy that is. Mm. It's going to separate for a second over time. I, I want to learn that for real. And then the last little addition I like to put on there 
is some Ang these are regular Angus Dorb bitters. I just have a fancy bottle. Oh, I you do have a fancy bitter. bottle. I've got some in my my. Exactly. my By the way, it makes it taste across. better. Yeah, and I love bitters. It adds a depth. No, the it fancy adds a bottle. Nose. Oh. oh, that too, for sure. <laughs> a depth, a nose, and a color to the top. That way, it doesn't even need a garnish between the egg white and the bitters. Do you have it in a beautiful glass as well? I just want to say the best job. You do. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> for sure. What? L'chaim. A freilichen purim to everyone. I made already my brachas. I had in mind when I made the shahakal that I was going to drink. You didn't know I was going to drink yet, but I knew. Oh, yeah. Some more? Oh, yeah, some more. It's so creamy. It's cre it's so not what you expect in a whiskey sour. The texture is it's really phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. And you can really add an egg white to most sour style drinks. So even the one we're doing next, you can definitely add an egg white to and get that same texture. Goody, we're having more. We're gonna do it smoked. We're I'm gonna have to eat this. You said Go people like it. fire, so we're doing. We're gonna smoke the cocktail. I need to absorb. Yeah. I probably need some. Um, what do they? What do you need to eat? Uh, uh, carbs. 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 carbs? Mm -hmm. Yeah, fats and proteins work just fine. <laughs> Mm, that's so good. Everything, any, everything gets uh, converted into sugars in your body, anyways, at some point. Look what a fantastic combo I've got here. We have to make sure we have time, and we're actually going to take a break right now. Go to commercial break because we're halfway through to talk about our what's cooking segment, sponsored by our friends at Manischewitz. Um, we have Manischewitz egg fine noodle, fine egg noodles. Um, okay, I have a really great story about the Manischewitz egg noodles. Um, so I have a great recipe in my cookbook for tuna casserole. And I came to that recipe because Miriam Wallach, I don't know if you know all this, CK, when Miriam first asked me to be on her show all those years ago, um, I, she said, we're doing a back-to-school-for-dinner show. Uh, come on my radio show and talk. So I drove into Manhattan. But I had to prepare something to talk about, like, on her show. So I'm like, tuna casserole is such a great kid's food, a comfort food. So, I, you know, I research recipes. I came up with something that I really liked and it was with Manischewitz egg noodles. And who knew when I went on that show all those years later that I would be doing my own show. Manischewitz would be sponsoring the show with our egg noodles and it all ties back to Miriam Wallach. So, um, and the Nachum Single Network. So really just it was a big dream of mine to always have a show and then like it was all about the egg noodles and tying it all together. So I hope you all caught my little collaboration there of everything, how everything comes together. Um, but I really do love egg noodles. I use them a lot uh, in casseroles and I use them in, in my soups. Uh, chicken soup especially. To me, Shabbos isn't Shabbos without uh, the fine egg noodles in my chicken soup along with some matzo balls with, made with Manischewitz matzo meal. So um, thank you so much, Manischewitz, for being such a big supporter of the Table for Two brand and the Nakam Single Network. Um, we talk about your fantastic products and we have an amazing show next week lined up with Manischewitz to talk about the history of um, Manischewitz and how matzah came to be machine made. So you're not going to want to miss the story. It'll be after, it'll air on Shusha Purim, the day after Purim. Okay. Thank you, Manischewitz. Thanks, guys, for being here. We're going to continue our show um, and we're going to talk about our next drink. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. We're going to drink, eat, and then we're going to have, uh, we're going to end off the show with Hana. Hopefully, we'll be able to get her on. Hana Schusterman. Do you know her? California Gourmet. Yes. Chocolate I know chips. Her. I know who she is. Okay, guys, take it away. Yeah, okay. Um, next up I'm is a bit of a play on a drink I created a while ago, but um, 
the secret to this one is the honey lavender simple syrup that I make. Mm. So, um, fancy. Yeah, right. Sounds like it. Um, when he makes this, the house smells like, like I could fall asleep. I walk into the kitchen and I'm just like tired. So, yeah. Because um, it smells so good. It smells like tea. I don't know. Okay. Let's, let's um, the way I put make me this, to sleep. The way, the way I make this syrup is I actually <laughs> no, do, Jack, put me to sleep. I do use um, one part sugar, one part honey, because honey is very overwhelming, and then just a bunch of lavender. I do not measure that. I just throw it in there. <laughs> it's great. Can't be too much, I don't think. Um, and then I decided to switch it up and go with a nice Empress Gin here. This is, look at the color there. This will change as soon as it gets mixed with anything. It will get purplish. Is that, is that purple? Exactly. It's like blue purple. And then when you put it in tonic, it comes. It becomes, like that? Yeah. It come, I think it's just from the uh, botanicals. This is under Kasha's of the Kale uh, Kosher Check, which has been um, recommended by CRC. Okay. On their list. Love the CRC. And, yeah, they know what they're doing, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, this Absolutely. is just a nice botanical gin that um, has a fun color and changes it up. I'm curious exactly what the end color will be with this. I'm guessing somewhere in the pink-purple range, but we'll find out for sure <laughs> at the end. You're hearing this first on Table for Two. Exactly. So I have no tuned. idea what I'm doing is the answer now. <laughs> okay, do it. We love that. You know what? I'm kind of happy that this time I'm not the guinea pig because... <laughs> oh, Naomi Nachman will be anyone's yeah. drink guinea pig. I'll be doing a little okay. more stuff, but this is getting in the way, so... Can hold off on the tricks before I knock things over. And we have more of the ice already. Okay, with this one, start like a regular job, a regular thing. So we're gonna just get some ice in there. Did you hit? Did you jump? Oh we have headphones on with microphones, so yeah. every so sound is really loud, and it's in our ears. Like here, yeah, when I chew, yeah. I put away the microphone, so so nobody hears me crunch. Put okay. Okay. Simply enough, we're gonna do. I think we're going to go And with... you said you were smoking this drink, right? We're going to smoke afterwards. Yeah, we're going to put some smoke I in. I think you should garnish it with some of my lamb bacon. Because that. that's also Let's smoke. Let's do it. Let's do that it. Let's see. I knew this needed to Fabulous. be a conversation. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Okay. I haven't tried the pickles yet on this set. I'm, like, I'm going to start with the uh, two is, ounces of gin. This is right up my right alley. <laughs> that is wonderful. Purple gin. Everyone's watching fun. with bated breath. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do a little bit extra in there. I'm going to make a little bit extra and pour into a shot glass for myself to taste. Because I probably should taste this Of course this you do. Of course you do. Well, I'm going to try the pickles first. You do um, that. I'm going to eat pickles from So I think I'm going to go with an ounce of honey lavender simple. Just almost full. See, and this is what mixology is. We, You never actually know what's going to happen, but... Yeah. It's, you just do and it. And then about now, equal parts of lemon juice to that. Um, I think generally this, so this is a, really a riff on the what's called the bee's knees, which is a honey syrup, gin, and lemon juice. Um, they generally call for a little good. bit less lemon and honey syrup, but I feel like this will be a little more approachable, standardly so. I'm just going to do it like this, pop this on, give a little flip, because it looks cool. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> no, because no, Hoodie and I going there. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> this is what? Table for what? <laughs> this really you want cool. to give it a good, like, 20, 30 shakes? You do not want to miss this show, guys. Do you count in your head? Um, I usually give an estimate, but also once it gets really cold, this thing is actually sealed so well that I have to hit it a few times to get this loose. Right. The ice, ice. compresses it and seals yeah. it. And it gets really sealed. I used to use glass. Um, one of my things shattered. You have to get the right tempered glass, and I'm having a little trouble finding everything perfect, so I just went with metal, metal. I think it actually looks nice, so there's no difference there. I think it's a nice, look at that color. Oh, it's pink. Yeah. It's so pretty. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm making myself a tiny little flower here. Yeah, I need a tiny. Is that little pink bit. or is that lavender? Oh, this is for you. What the little one? Oh, the big one. Oh God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have to finish all of it. Two. <laughs> exactly. Oh, look at the pink. Oh, hold up, we're gonna bacon. smoke that first, though. If you don't mind, we'll smoke that first. Although that looks pretty. Oh, oh yeah. You mean smoke it first? What does that mean? <gasps> look! Go. Look! Look! <laughs> Mel! Mel! Look! <laughs> Everyone, watch! The there you go. Here. Okay. This is it. Susie, get in here. This is a new piece. It's a new wood chips. So we are guessing that this works. This well. he he is put on. Let's describe to our viewers. Explain to our viewers what so right you here just we put done. In our some, we did oak wood chips. Do a simple oaky wood chips, and we are gonna. Burn these into the drink, and it's okay. Cause but smoke. they know most people are w listening. What is that on top? This right here is just a piece with the filter for the wood chips to stay in. It looks like a hat. Allows... It looks like a pilgrim's hat. <laughs> a little bit. I have to describe this as we go. Okay. It looks like a little mini pilgrim's hat with like a chimney. With a chimney, with a hole in it that he put wood chips in, with a smoker cover on top, and he's going to set that on fire. Did I do a good job? Essentially, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. That's it. That really. Susie, my chef Susie is here. We have a few people here in the studio. So you're smoking the drink. Okay, Mel, can you tag me so I can reshare that later? Oh my god! <laughs> That's amazing! Whoa! Rounds of applause! That is gorgeous. Oh wow! It's gonna get this like smoky flavor. Should I should I put a piece of bacon in my mouth and drink it? I would say take a sip first. Take a sip first for sure. You'll get the smoky smell. Oh, God. Someone has to talk. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, what, what do We're you We're all right waiting now? with bated breath. A little bit. It's so summery and fun. It's sweet. It's got a little bit of fruit in it. Oh, man. Wow. It's amazing. Okay, now I'm going to have a little bit with, with the lamb bacon. Ooh. Very good. That is, yeah. right, that is perfect. I took a bite of the lamb bacon. Smoky. This is a cocktail and chicanery pairing. Uh, smells good in here. <laughs> he needs a drink, please. Oh, okay. yeah. We can go another one. Wait, 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 I gotta fly this 747 here. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> once we finish, I'll make I'll make you I'll make you another one at the end. How about that? You'll pull some off from here. Yeah, we can do that. I drank from this side. You can drink from that side. All right. Oh my God. So, what do you think of the drink? That was lovely. <laughs> Ruby, can I just say that my husband would love that. It's fruity, it's light, it's fun. He doesn't like the heavy whiskey drinks. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm um, not typical for a guy. He likes the. He always says, "I want a girly drink." But this isn't <laughs> even um, that girly, considering it's gin based, which is um. Very a manly uncommon. drink. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that was really good. I have to. I don't know if I'm going to drink another one right now. I might need to eat a little bit more charcuterie. <laughs> do you do you have a drink? If what, let's talk a little bit more about the charcuterie side. Um, if you had, what would you serve this with? So um, what would Purim? I serve? That? Uh, I would serve it with a red wine, probably, maybe a syrah or mm. a petite uh, something or other. But petite uh, syrah. Um, really, anything that you like is what you pair with your food. Um, if right. you wanted I know something, that's the new thing. You if know? you wanted something, do what you little, like. Right, but if you wanted something a little stronger, I would pair it probably with a <coughs> bourbon. Um, you know, you get you know some sweetness to balance out the uh, the saltiness, um, or even a whiskey. Something whiskey would work with charcuterie well. Um, yeah, that's that's what I recommend. If you had to do a cocktail. If I had to what do a cocktail, be, 
What would be? I know you're not much of a drinker, but no. Uh, if I had to do a cocktail, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. There's one drink I like to do. I like to play, uh, do a play on a mojito where I'll use raspberry. Uh, they're like, ah, the old mojito. <laughs> <laughs> but I use, ah, I use basil instead of mint and I use raspberry in, uh, as an addition. So it's like, checked, right? it's really, yeah, easier to get it checked. Um, use the kosher frozen uh, raspberries because you're anyways going to muddle them and break them down right. so that if you just let them defrost in the glass, most of the work is done already. Um, and you know, you get the nice sweetness and the lime that'll clear your palate between, you know, different um, varieties of charcuterie that you'll be tasting. And, and, and this, yeah, you need something. If you're going to be eating a lot of charcuterie, you're going to want something that's, you know, acidic and fresh and sure. and uh, to really counterbalance that. Is this asparagus? This is asparagus. Yeah, I kind of say, like, when it comes to cocktails, um, someone asked me, you know, what, what do you pair whiskey sour with? What will you pair this cocktail with? Um, they're surprisingly, you know... You can really pair anything with anything when it comes to the cocktails. They you, you want light and you want a light and that was the good that was a good word, yeah. <laughs> yeah you want no, light and fruity. No. It's it works with every, with even heavy foods and then you can go with something whiskey based um, for your heavy foods as well and they'll always go. I will never. I don't like whiskey straight up, but I, I, I like it in a cocktail. It's something my daughter Gabby taught me. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing like learning alcohol from your children. <laughs> She's a grown up. It's okay. Um, Okay, so we've had a really great selection of meats here today to choose from. A really great selection of cocktails, and you can just, like, keep going. Um, yep. We're just going to get try to get Hannah Schusterman on the phone, because chocolate is always a good way to go. Oh, yes. I am try- we are a little bit delayed a uh, trying to get her on, so I'm just going to see if we can hop on. Let's see what's going to happen here. Naomi trying to produce a show. Okay. I've had a lot, a lot of Wi-Fi issues today. Okay. Are we paused now? Oh, no, it's not plugged in. Oh, my gosh. Okay, hold on. She smoked chocolate. Okay. So smoked chocolate. Hi there. Hi, hi. Hi, darling. I am so sorry. We've had a few technical issues this morning, but welcome to Table for Two. Sure. Excellent. Thank you. I have a question. Is a landline better? No, this we can hear out. you great. Is clear we can, for you? Yeah, we're great. Hannah, thank you so much for your support for what I've been doing with your chocolates and your your incredible business brand that you've got. But thank you for supporting me with, with everything. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Uh, we, we made a really nice chocolate mousse last week in Riverdale. I, I, uh, I should give out that recipe to everyone with your yes, chocolate chips. Um, how are you? Perfect. I'm doing great. I loved seeing the Riverdale crowd. Yeah, it was That's great. Fantastic. They loved the chocolate. And the mousse the was with the 51% cocoa or the 48% cocoa? Which one was good with the mousse? The one that you sent me for the giveaway. Oh, perfect. In the swag bag. Yeah, so so I, so I let's talk to Hannah about her chocolate and then we'll I'll give out a recipe and then we'll finish up with a cocktail at the end and some charcuterie at the end of the radio show. Um Hannah, how did you get into making chocolate chips? Because you have the leading brand of chocolate chips on the kosher kosher market right now. Oh, wonderful! Thank you. Everyone so says. The, uh, everyone says it. Thank you so much. That's great to hear. The motivation for producing that brand is the fact that we all adored for many many years, ever since about two thousand nine. We were enjoying the Trader Joe's chocolate chips, and as a Wall Street Journal article 
spoke about, and I actually quoted Mrs. Sh- Mrs. Lepkowski in San Francisco, California. Mrs. Lepkowski, Shalamis Lepkowski in Oakland, California, was quoted by the Wall Street Journal as saying she's really going to miss her Trader Joe's chocolate chips because they're quality chocolate, they're dairy-free, they taste great, and they're perfect in desserts. And what are we going to do without Trader Joe's chocolate chips? So a whole... Hundreds of families around the nation all stocked up on the pyre of Trader Joe's chocolate chips. Yeah. And then several months later, the shelves were empty and gone. They were all marked dairy. So we couldn't use those chocolate chips for items that we needed dairy-free. And most of the other brands didn't have that quality taste. So I did a lot of research and taste tested a lot of different brands, a lot of different styles, different colors, shapes, sizes, and work to create this line of different chocolate chip items that are tasty, have a great texture, great flavor, they melt well, dip well, and try to make them as affordable as possible. Okay, well, you have done that. It's amazing. You know, I have a lot of entrepreneurs on the show, food entrepreneurs, and, and to watch, get an idea in your head and then see it on the shelves, you must have so much satisfaction out of that. It's great. I love the when I see your customers and your followers, when I see them baking and using your recipes and making your cookbook Pesach items and using the Passover chocolate chips in their chocolate recipes and tasting how delicious they are. And they make it year round. Your, your Passover chocolate mousse, people love making year round. It's gluten free. It's delicious. It's yeah. easy. People love it. And that gives, yes, that gives a lot of pride and pleasure when I see people enjoying the chocolate chips. When I see people thanking you for your recommendation, you recommended this great chocolate. You made a great mousse. Uh, you, you last year you showed it in the pot. You together with Susie were making a huge, huge batch in the pot. Yeah, you know we were really actually delicious. making. I think last year Susie, I don't know, she's she's around. She, uh, we're on the radio and 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 we're we're um, we we made a lot of uh, chocolate chip. We made a lot of stuff with your chocolate chips. It was the brownies we made, right? It was the brownies or oh. maybe the ch- the ganache. Oh, yeah. We used it for the ganache. Ganache, delicious. Susie oh. and I were making the ganache for um, it's actually a Susie Fishbine recipe. Actually, we make a oh. nut crust with pecans. It's in her book, Kosher by Design Entertains. It's a Pesach recipe, mm-hmm. but it's not really pe- like it's just gluten free. Mm-hmm. But it happens to, and when you take a pecan crust, then you mm. fill it with your chocolate chips, and mm-hmm. Um, you melt it into some Rich's Whip or cream if you want to make it milkic, and it goes so well together. And you pour the melted chocolate ganache into the mm-hmm. pie pan, into the crust. It is amazing. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so and it's easy, right? It's, it's easy to make easy. a whole – you made probably like 100 pies or 200 yeah, pies. Like 40. <laughs> That's still a lot because yeah. each one is handmade by us. But uh-huh. you should know You should know the, the, the quality of the product really speaks for itself. Everywhere I go and I do a lot of demos – or I always take it and uh, put it in my chop competition pantry, your chocolate chip brand. And I love it. It's really incredible. And I had to have you on now because it's Erev Pesach as well. And your product is outstanding for Pesach. So if you are looking for a really good chocolate chocolate chip for baking or just even nashon. I, went, I finish a, a competition in camp um, and I always have like chocolate chips that I bring with me, your chocolate chips mm. for the pantry. Mm. Girls over mm. will come over to me, can I have the chocolate chips? We, want, we love these. We want to nush on them. We nush on them at home. I'm like, that is so great to hear. And I always think to myself, go, Hannah. 
Oh, delicious. Yeah, that is great to hear. Right? Like, it's so cute when when, when little girls want to eat your chocolate chips, you know? So Many parents have told me they find their children there and they're sneaking into the pantry. They don't go for the colorful lollipops or the artificial items. They go, the children know the real, delicious, natural tasting chocolate. That's what they, they send me pictures of the kids sneaking out of the pantry. They found a chocolate chip bag (laughs) in California Gourmet and they found it and that's what they choose. So their taste buds, they know what's good. They know what's tasty and yeah, it's all natural. It's on Amazon Prime amazon and where do you usually like when you shop in new york where are you able to find them on the shelves well go make a lot of course wonderful yeah go oh, make a lot out here in the five there? towns and everyone every mm-hmm. all the all the major new york supermarkets have got your your chocolate chips big question how come it's called california gourmet mm, great question so that's a name that was prepared in advance for a different brand that I was planning a year before this came up that it was just shelves because it wasn't, it was going to be a completely different product. And then when Trader Joe's very, very suddenly became dairy and we very suddenly had to have a name and a product right away because there was really no other quality chocolate that we liked. Yeah. That was just the name that was there. Um, I have a lot of family in California. I'm there five or six times a year, and okay. we have an office in a warehouse in California as well. So okay, it, fair it enough. Kind of exudes. I'm a, thinking because I, I know sunny, where you live, and it's not natural. called after that. So <laughs> exactly, so California is very sunny, upbeat, healthy, natural. Fun. Okay, yeah, I, I totally hear that. Of, okay, I totally yeah, hear that. That's that's the name. Amazing. Absolutely. Thank you, Hannah, for joining me today on the show. Well. I, yeah. yeah I the stores, in case you have listeners, you have listeners in the West Coast, you have listeners in Florida, Texas, all those listeners. Yeah, they're in all those stores too. The whole West Coast in Florida, they're Western Kosher, Pico Glotz, Cambridge Farms everywhere, Florida, all the stores there. So, yeah, it's definitely a national product. And actually, it's international too. If people need them in England, in Mexico, Panama, Australia. Go you. Yeah. Hannah, my parents could have taken some back for you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, they're in Australia too. Yeah, all your listeners who are listening. That's great to hear. All they're right. There. Thanks, yes. Hannah. Have a great yes. Purim, Friday Purim, a good Shabbos, and we'll. I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Looking forward. Thank you, Naomi. All right. Bye, day. Hannah. Thanks. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Happy holidays. Yeah. Bye. She's so cute, right? <laughs> when oh, the, the ending of any interviews over the phone is always awkward. Bye. Thanks. Come on. So, um, Hannah is awesome. I love her. She's fantastic. And I love a from woman in business doing her incredible hustle with her cho- chocolates. Um, okay. We've got to make another cocktail. We need to try another me and another cocktail to close out the show. What are we doing? Um, yeah, that's interesting. Well, we originally had a layered shot prepared. Yeah, what happened? Um, well, so we have the black Nothing Irish, happened. which is Would dairy. Would you like a layered shot? Oh, it's um, dairy. So that, that part's dairy. We can... Hoodie, sorry. We, we made... Can. We're, we're flashic. No, sorry well, to me. No, sorry no, to him. Sorry to him, a, but, you know... We have a para version, don't we? So we... If you guys have the um, Walter's vanilla vodka here... Oh, we didn't bring oh, it. Oh, I happen to be out. I have to call Gabe Geller to get me a new bottle. <laughs> okay. I'll shoot him a text right after. Okay. All right, um, so so we can we can either remake or we can, you can open one of the um one of the pre-made ones I brought for you. The ones you do that are pre-made not. stuff. Let's talk about that because you've got coming up. You've got we've got Purim. Purim, and how can people get? Um, on our Instagram, the, we have and our WhatsApp is um is the information. You can shoot me a text. Uh, my contact information is on our Instagram, which is at KGN Mixology, and yeah, you can place orders up until. Today is Friday before Purim. Yeah, up until like 
Sunday morning. Sunday morning. So yeah. you, you've got till Sunday morning. Special for the Nakam Network listeners. Get your orders in right now because exactly. you're not going to want to miss this. And we're doing delivery to the five six, towns. Do we have six cocktails on our, our I menu? I think we have six cocktails. Yeah. What are that. they? Okay, we've got. You talk. I'm eating. Hard lemonade. We've got a whiskey sour, which, as you've tasted, it's pretty great. Um, we have got a strawberry daiquiri, which is also absolutely delicious. I mean, you can't go wrong with the strawberry daiquiri. We've got a blue lagoon, which is this one right here. Um, a mango passion fruit Collins, which is As also really summery, but just yeah. yummy all the time. And, then, uh, lychee um, and a lychee margarita. Which, which is lovely. Yeah, had us at lychees. <laughs> we love lychees. I'm I just sipping all these drinks. I love um. the lychee margarita. It's um, it's really the just. It's like 90 percent margarita and then just a really soft, slightly sweet lychee finish. Mm. Um, it's not an intense flavor. The lychee, so the margarita is usually a little more citrusy and intense, and then the lychee just kind of helps mellow it out. But there's not, there's not a ton of like intense flavor there, which I like. Yeah. Right. Actually, and these are not exclusive for Perm. We actually. Sell these all the time. We, we take sell them orders regularly for Shabbos. Party, um, party, Shabbos, Shabbos parties. parties. We big do batch. gallons. We do like big tubs. So oh. if you're having a party, you know, you can order a gallon and just put it in a dispenser. Easy. You know, ready to picture. go. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and we sell these um, regularly out of actually Midwood Wine and Liquor in Brooklyn on Thursdays and Fridays. However, we are working on moving out to the five towns yes. now. We're looking for a place, so if anybody knows of anything, you know, reach out. Um, but we are hopefully going to be getting a hechsher on these. And, and the whole we are hoping to get it's them in some some prominent stores yeah. here. Around here. Here in the five towns. Fantastic. Exactly. Hoodie, where can we get this? And I'm, I'm just recapping. So you can order hoodie. this stuff on my website. Unfortunately, orders are closed for Purim, um, but you can order them after Purim. Um, anytime. These anytime. I'm under the CHK. What's that? I don't know if you can oh, see that. Crown that's Heights. Crown Heights kosher. That's uh, so. Um, the meat I use is actually also Bet Yosef. So it's Bet Bet Yosef. Bet Yosef. Bet Yosef. Uh, so you know, it's really good for almost everybody. It's coming up to the summer season. Are, are these going to be kosher pesach? They are not going to be okay. kosher the pesach. There's, but that's okay. too much to go through for for that. To kosher. But can we can we just say? This is such a great board for the summer. Shabbos. This is, this is, is in the. Sh- it's hard to say. Shabbos is in the summer. That's got nothing to do it's with the drink. So it's great for Shabbos in the summer. It's great. It's great for. You've got these six o'clock on Friday afternoon. <laughs> right. When you just need to eat something to tide you over till your ten o'clock And then o'clock you put dinner. the rest. You put out the rest for uh, Kiddush for Shabbos Kiddush morning. Shalashidas, Matzah Shabbos, Malava Malka. Anytime, engage I mean, a party, I mean, Sheva Brachas. This is you like have to eat these pizza, two Matze things. Chavis, but I'll give you all we the We don't eat pizza in the house. We eat chicken soup. Okay, no pizza, no duck. What else? <laughs> no, we eat. We like pizza. My daughter hates that. We just we eat that. My my girls. Seriously, everyone knows from Instagram. We always eat chicken. I left over chicken soup on on Matze Chavis. Yeah, we love nice. it. Yeah, I know it's weird, but whatever. Yeah. Right, it's a girl house. We do things differently. Nothing is weird. Yeah, nothing yeah. Nothing is weird. Your food preferences are yours. That's right. Own them. Own them. Own what you like. Okay, guys. This has been an amazing hour. Douglas Sokoloff from the Douglas Sokoloff Experience talking about Pesach. Then we had Hoodie Riven from his amazing Shakuri board and his incredible catering. We're going to have him back on the show again very soon with his catering partner. Looking we had Hannah Schusterman from California Gourmet and the one and only Laby and Ricky Kagan from their incredible drinks. You can follow them on both of them, Hoodie 
uh, it's Riven Gourmet on Instagram yep. and KGN Drinks Mixology, Mixology uh, on Instagram. <laughs> well, say it again. You say it. KGN Mixology. There you go. On Instagram. Thank you all so much for watching. Have a Freilich and Purim. A good Shabbos. We have music sponsored by our friends at Kedem right up until Lich Ben Benching. Thank you, Menashevitz, for being the sponsor of our awesome egg noodles and your amazing products. Wish you all a good Shabbos. Bye. <laughs>